Hey friends, welcome to our digital space. On This Girl Life, we're trying to figure life out. And there's no better way to do that than with your best friend by your side. So join us each week as we bring on experts to help us navigate This Girl Life. All right, here are your hosts, Whitney and Kristen. We're coming back, episode 56. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We hope you had a great Memorial Day. Yeah. Whitney celebrated five years of wedded bliss. We did. It was very nice. It's always, you know, nice to just celebrate love. <laughs> five years. How, yeah. How, how are we old enough to have been married for five years is what I want to know. I know. I mean, we also celebrated the same weekend of my wedding, our our um, reunion. And so really, we've been graduated from high school for 15 years. That's the real shocker. I know. I still like remember high school, like I could go back into it in certain areas. So it feels 15 years. 15. I know. It's crazy. I mean, when you think about it, it's just weird because you're like, we're closer to our 20 year reunion than anything. And then you start thinking about that. That means we've known each other. When I say, like, we've been friends for over 20 years, like, that's literally the truth. Guys, a long-ass time. <laughs> like, 23 years. Yeah. Because we Wait. met. No, we, we met, met in seventh grade. grade. Seventh grade. grade. Yeah. So Guys. Another, I can't even Long time. It. Like, long time. Um, We were hanging out when NSYNC was really, really popular and Spice Girls. So. Um, I was talking to my coworker who was very young. Hi, Erin. I love you. Don't take offense to this. But I was like, yeah, I started watching Grey's Anatomy when I was in like a sophomore in high school. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I was in like third grade. I'm like, OK. <laughs> OK. Number one, why are you watching Grey's Anatomy in third grade? <laughs> I'm like, and I'm an ancient grandma. But yeah, anyways, that's so funny. Guys, today on TGL, we are chatting money. Yes. Taboo topic. You want to start sharing details that we haven't ever told each other about money? <laughs> So that was one of her biggest tips if you want to start a money club, which she did, which is so cool. But to like share the intimate financial details of your life with your close friends so you can hold each other accountable. And sometimes I want to be like, Adam, I hide Amazon packages from you. So I'm not quite ready, I don't think. I See, I don't know. Okay. So that's interesting. We can talk about this. This is really interesting because I can't hide anything from my husband. So here, I mean, it'll come out eventually, but sometimes I just stagger the amount. Well, here's a question. Do do you guys track your money? Like, do Mm -hmm. you track what, like, do you break it down so far to, like, what is, like, beauty? What is food? Mm -hmm. What is, like, uh, personal care? I mean. Not that. We have, so we have expenses, like, all of our expenses, home, so we know that. And then we have food. So we have groceries and takeout. And then we have like extras and then we have savings. Okay. So I wouldn't say those extras don't get broken down so far into like my makeup versus Adam's workout. You know, like mm-hmm. it's just like a personal breakdown. So he will – but he'll come on me and be like, hey, babe, like Target three times last week? Yeah. And I'm like, Ugh. okay. Yeah. So my husband, this is – and again, I don't think he'll care. It, like I'm super proud of the way – like what we are where we're at because of my husband. Like that's all I can say financial wise. And so, but he is, it's really hard for me. We just had a fight about this because he 
will like he looks at everything that was like purchased on Amazon and he puts it into a category. Everything. Yeah. So uh, So do you have like top like categories that you can always spend in? Like if it's related to like Blakely or the new baby, like do you have – is that like – So here's the thing. We don't really – I don't have a budget because of the way that he does it. Like if we needed a budget – if he wasn't so meticulous, I think we'd have to have a budget. But he'll be, yeah. you know, there were times before COVID where he was like, hey, you know, there are just areas we need to cut back on. Yeah. And, like, I stopped going to Starbucks and I stopped doing a lot of different things like that. But, um, no, I mean, really, I've just, since being married, like, I do cut back. And I really try yeah. to watch, like, what I'm buying. Because at the end of the day, like, he knows everything. And some people don't like that. But – you know, he always says, and this is what Sander talks about. He's like, how do you want to live when we're 60, 65? Like, I know what I want our life to look like. And this is why I'm doing this for us. Like, I'm sorry you feel – I can feel – it feels controlling sometimes, right? Like, yeah, totally. You're like, oh, my gosh, you dick. You looked at my Amazon purchase. Like, I mean, honestly. But yeah. at the end of the day, he's right. And yeah. he's doing And you know it. what's weird is I feel like when I have those conversations with Adam, I always – can acknowledge that I did maybe overspend on something you know like there'll be sometimes I'm like no babe literally like Quinn had a blowout while we were at Target that's why I bought her a new outfit you know like but sometimes I'm like yeah shit like I feel bad I went and spent $250 just for fun Mm -hmm. and like did I need to do that you know so like I feel like our husbands are at least good in the sense where they're like they are their end goal is our future Yes. They're not trying to be dickheads about us, like, not being able to go to Starbucks. But it's like, where do you want our life to go? Yeah. So, so. guys, today is, like, she is a wealth of knowledge. We we literally sat there and just picked her brain. And <laughs> we, I, I hope that this is something that is really beneficial. And we're going to link all of her resources. She has a ton for you, um, apps. Yeah. So just take it in and just – Get rich, guys. Yeah, let's all make all the money together. <laughs> yeah, 2020 is going to come in hot the second half. We're going to really <laughs> do well. Do you know what I realized? We never said her whole name. Oh, yeah, Sandra Graham. Sorry, her name is Sandra Graham, the founder of Smart Cookies. There you go. She is amazing. So we hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, well, we're going to just dive right in, Sandra. So right now, people obviously are struggling financially with, like, the time that we're in due to COVID. And what are you kind of hearing right now when it comes to finances? What are people really concerned about? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's such a it's such a crazy time. I feel like I'm always the girl being like, I'm over here talking about money. And now everyone's like, ah, yes. <laughs> we, we're paying attention to our money. What is happening? So... Um, I mean, it's a scary time for a lot of people. Um, so a lot of concerns about what do I do when there's no income coming in? A lot of concerns with what do I do if I'm accumulating debt right now? Can I get help from the government right now? What do I do if I have stimulus money coming in? Just what do I do? I feel like everyone, and also how do I create a savings account? I feel like on the other side of this, savings is going to be so hot, so hot right now. <laughs> it's having a real moment. It's going to continue on. 
and figuring out, okay, how much of my money do I need to set aside? So there's a lot of conversation going on. And honestly, I think it's a great thing. I think, you know, despite some hardship that we might be seeing right now, that there's a real opportunity to come out stronger and smarter financially than, than we've ever been. But there certainly is a lot to talk about right now. That's for sure. Yes. Why we're glad to have you on. <laughs> I know. And we, we have a lot of people you're, you're kind of hearing everything from every side, you know, like yeah. you don't have to pay your mortgage right now. They're not evicting you. You're not sure. You know, there's all these, you're getting all these loans and you can yeah. get your stimulus check if you're under this income and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I guess to people that are struggling right now, what would be mm-hmm. your one biggest piece of advice? Yeah. So if you are really struggling, you're like, oh my gosh, like I actually don't know how to pay my bills right now. Like cash is cash is queen. And so while you would never in the finance world ever be like, don't pay off, you know, don't pay your debt, don't pay your bills. Like if you need to put cash on the table, you need to take whatever money or food on the table. You need to take whatever cash and money is coming in and do that. Um, and so what you want to do before you aren't just paying your bills though, or paying your credit card statement is call those companies because they are helping their customers right now and they want to be a resource. So for example, calling your credit card company and saying, Hey, you know, is there going to be a penalty if I do miss a payment? A lot of credit card companies are, um, offering you the option to not pay your minimum payment and not pay the interest, which is amazing, but you can't just assume that that's happening. Like you have to pick up the phone and have those conversations. Um, and so that's where you, that's where you want to start. If you're like, Oh my gosh, like, I don't know what I am going to do. So you want to get clear on where your money is going where it needs to go and um, and just create that plan to prioritize and be calling those companies and calling and talking to your landlord, um, talking to wherever your mortgage is held. And if you have that option to, it's not like you never have to pay that again. That's what I, that's what it, it's really important <laughs> to know. It's not like, oh my gosh, you just get to miss a couple of months mortgage payments. You're going to have to pay that down the road. So you need to think about that too. But for people that are in survival mode and you just need to figure out what you need to do in the next couple of weeks, that's really important to know. And then we can reassess and deal and create a plan going forward. Right. It's like, don't freeze, like just be proactive. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And have those conversations. And what's, what's neat about doing that is, you know, picking up the phone and calling your cell phone provider and your um, landlord or whoever you're also building that relationship so that going forward, you can also have those conversations because what people don't realize is that having those conversations with wherever you're spending your money on um, a monthly basis is a habit you should be in anyway. So talk about like, am I getting the best value? Is there a different package that's best for me? Should I be renegotiating something? Um, so, so starting that habit now out of necessity is going to be an okay thing going forward because you're going to have that relationship and you're going to be used to having having those conversations. Yes. But let's just pause for just a second and like go back in time and have explained to our listeners a little bit about when you started and basically you took a money club and with friends and turned it into yeah. something, this business. Um, yeah. So can you like little brief, like share about that? Because it's a, it's you guys, it's a crazy story. It's so crazy. So it was, I was, what was I at the time? Like 25 years old myself and um, four of my girlfriends were living in Vancouver. 
we all had great jobs in PR and marketing. And I remember Googling, I wanted to buy my first home. And I remember Googling, like, how do you even buy a house? Where do you even start? And I, everything was coming at me in bits and pieces. And it was all in, it seemed like in a foreign language to me, it just wasn't resonating with me. And so I had a conversation with my girlfriend and, and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we got together and educated ourselves about money and then got our girlfriends together and just figured this out on our own. And we kind of laughed about it. And then we went to the bookstore and bought like every personal finance book we could get our hands on. And then literally the next day at work, um, I go in and one of my colleagues came up to me. She's like, oh, I saw this episode of Oprah and she's doing this thing with her viewers where she's helping them with their money. And I thought it would be cool to get a group together and do the same thing. And I ran to my cubicle and I called and I was like, you're never going to believe it. Like Andrea is talking about doing exactly what we were talking about over the weekend. So Flash forward to five of us sitting at Katie's kitchen table and we brought our bank statements, our credit card statements, and we laid it all on the table together. And it was a really, it was scary. There was a lot of wine consumed for sure. (laughs) And what was crazy is that, you know, some of us were in debt. Some of us were, you know, just trying to invest. Um, All of us were spending so erratically and in ways that weren't aligned with our goals. But the biggest takeaway from that meeting was Andrea, who had that conversation with me at work, is like the epitome of like the most put together, polished person you would ever meet. And she disclosed in that very first meeting that she was heavily in debt so much that she had creditors calling her at work. She couldn't put work trips on her credit card to then be reimbursed. Um, and her in that moment being really honest, it helped her because she was able to move through it. And we were able to put that plan together and support her. But it also was like a huge eye opener for me. Cause I was like, I'm going to go down that road so fast. And I didn't thankfully because of her honesty. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we realized in our group. We're like, one of our greatest assets as women and girlfriends is that when we like support one another and help one another, there isn't anything we can't accomplish. And so having that honest conversation about money and opening up about that, it was like the last frontier of things we talk about, right? Like we'll talk about sex. We'll talk about anything, (laughs) but like asking your girlfriend what she makes or if she's in credit card debt is like so taboo. And for us, it was the catalyst to, um, in a year we were able to pay off um, a substantial amount of debt increase our earnings by more than $100,000 by negotiating raises and starting our own businesses on the side and and um, stack our savings accounts. And so a year uh, after that meeting, we ended up on Oprah to share our success story about how we had started using her system and her tools and then kind of crafted our own little smart cookie way of doing it. Um, but we're on her show to to share how we had done it. And then from there the business of smart cookies was, was born after that. So, and that was, that was over 10 years ago, which is so crazy. That's amazing. I love like when you hear girls supporting girls, especially like you said, this topic is so taboo. Yes. Um, like Whitney and I have been friends for 20 years and we don't, we don't talk about this. No, you know? yes. So that's our next podcast. We're going to, yeah. to we're going to, yeah. well, y'all I'm in school still. Okay. So I don't bring oh, shit yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> I love this. So if you know, okay, Whitney and I, we have a, like a best group, best friend group of like four girls. Uh-huh. If we wanted to start our own money club, what would be your jumping off piece of advice for us. Yeah. Okay. So start first, um, talking about like your goals and your vision for your life. So, and I think what's awesome about that is when you start talking about the numbers first, not only is it like scary and weird and there's like so much stuff that goes along with that, but even, but digging into the numbers without actually knowing what's important to you in your life and your goals 
is totally backwards because you're not going to stick to a plan if you don't know like a deeper why and why it's important to you. So, and I have an exercise I can send you guys. It's all about, um, it's like a perfect day, but we call it your day well lived. And it really outlines how you see your ideal life looking and feeling and in all those details. And so I would start there. And so start it almost as like a, a goals group. And then from there, be like, okay, let's get real about some numbers. What do we want to talk about? And I think one of the biggest things is that everyone just needs to feel like, okay, this is a group that I can trust and things in here, things that are said in this room kind of stay in this room. Um, and then just get really honest and lay out, you got to get out the bank statements. You got to get out the credit card statements and go through that and look at, okay, where is my money going and where do I want it to go. And then it's just a matter of setting up the whole system that we used in the money club was essentially setting up. We all left that meeting with three action items. So it was like three little baby steps to do. It was like, okay. So one of mine for me, I was super committed to increasing my savings and paying off a little bit of debt. And so I was like, hey, I'm going to sell my car and I'm just going to take the bus for a couple of years or rideshare or whatever. So my action item might have been, okay, like post my car for sale or whatever it was um, and open up my, I was in Canada at the time. So it was the equivalent of your 401k is your RRSP. So open up your uh, retirement account and make a meeting with my banker. It was like three little baby steps. And then we just held each other accountable to our next meeting. And so knowing that you had said that out loud, like, okay, I'm going to do those three things. I was like, oh, shit, now I need to really do those three <laughs> things, right? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, it was that power of, of accountability that was super helpful. I'm just curious, like women in finance, are, are women often more in debt than men? I don't, not necessarily. What's interesting about the way that I have seen patterns over the years is that women typically spend or go into like consumer debt or have impulse purchases on like little things that add up, right? It's like shopping here, shopping here, but where like men will go and buy like a $5,000 TV. Yeah, exactly. exactly. My Starbucks, you guys. My Starbucks, yeah. <laughs> and trust me, like I'm not about like giving all that stuff up. It's just about spending it ten- intentionally. So I think that you know, and always in a partner, like one person's the spender, one person's the saver. Like it just always, <laughs> it always goes that way. Um, and so it's just different. I think men and women just have different things that they impulsively spend their money on. But I mean, we all, we all get caught up in it. My sure. husband was just giving me so much shit about this the other day because I am that classic well, babe, it was a $9 Amazon. And he's like, okay, Chris, but $9 Amazon purchases three times a day for a week and a half is a lot of money. And I'm like, but you just bought a $200 blah, blah, blah. He's like, yeah, one time, Chris. Like, so it's so (laughs) funny because we play this game all the time. Time. Yeah. You know, well, I just needed a pacifier. Like I just needed this. And so yeah, it's funny to see kind of how those dynamics. Yeah you know, how they work in a relationship. Yeah, it is for sure. And I think that the conversation with couples and money is always so, so tricky. And one of the things that I have found, we actually wrote our second book, it's called Smart Cookies Guide to Couples and Money. And one of, one of the tools that we use in that book, and I still use it, it's like, you can't, like have a money date with your partner and like go at each other for your spending. Like, Oh, I did did, 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 did this. It's like, you got to come up with your goals together. Make sure, figure out what each month needs to go to those goals and whatever's left over. Who cares? Like if you're reaching your goals then like spend it on your $30 Amazon purchase, spend it on your 200, whatever. And just like, let, let the, let the piece, the pieces fall where they may. But if you're reaching your goals together, then you're good to go. 
Yeah, I love that because it really can be like I would say most people need a guide because mm-hmm. for something because it is so sensitive and it's hard to not yeah. take things personal when it comes yes. to money, especially mm-hmm. I know in our own relationship. Um, so I love and again, we're going to post all your books so everyone can can find them. Um, besides cutting back on spending and like finding high, you know, the side hustle, what can people do right now Mm -hmm. to make more money in a sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So a couple quick things. Number one, I always feel like if you, if you're spending more time at home, which who isn't going through and decluttering and selling, getting rid of that stuff. Right. And you can make a lot of money doing that. So posting it on, I find Facebook marketplace, a really great way, um, to do that, especially with like furniture pieces and bigger ticket items. Um, so that's one way or on eBay. So once you've kind of like done all that, um, also looking at, there are different markets right now that are booming. And a huge one that I see is online education. So two points there. So if you are someone who is in marketing or podcasting or whatever your town, everyone has something that they could teach someone else. So creating a course that you can charge for, um, and it doesn't need to take a ton of time. You can use a platform like Teachable, which is really affordable. Kajabi is another one. It's a little bit more. I think it's like $150 a month. But you do pre-recorded content, and then you can sell it to people um, and help them. I have a girl that, um, that I know and become a, has become a close friend and her husband is a, um, he's a child behavioral specialist and also an athlete. So he created these at home gym classes that were not only like physical, but they were helping parents learn how to like, just not yell at your kids all, all day too. <laughs> and she sold, it was like 20 bucks and she sold like $4,000 worth of them. Oh my God. Um, yeah. It's so crazy. Right. So there are those options. And then the other option is, um, becoming a VA or looking for a job in the space of on the online world. So for example, in my world, like I teach online, um, and I need help. Like, a, I need a virtual assistant. Um, I need someone to help me with the content that I'm creating. I was just on a call with a girl who has an amazing Instagram profile. And she's like, but, and she's so great at Instagram. She was like, but who would pay me for that? I'm like, oh my God, I will pay you for that right now. <laughs> so, you know, go find where those people are in that, um, in that space. And if you have a skill that you can offer there, there are people who are hiring right now to do that. Yes. Agreed. I love that. Go make that money nurse, where you can. <laughs> yeah, nurse Whitney, get on there. Well, <laughs> I know. I mean, telehealth, telehealth is huge. Like, I yeah. mean, the virtual area in general, I, I think, is just going to boom after this. A hundred percent. Yeah. So. A hundred percent. So get yourself, get your, figure out what it is, what your skill is in that area based on what your, um, what your experience is. And also what people, like, what are your friends always asking you for help with? I think sometimes our real like talents and gifts are so close to us that we don't realize how valuable they are to somebody. So, um, so, you know, ask your girlfriends. And I think that's another, that would be a cool exercise for you guys to do with your girls group is like, what would you hire me for? Like when you like (laughs) are coming to me for help, what is that thing? Like, what is my superpower? What is that? And, and collect some information and see how you can, um, market it in the online space. 
I know, right? Kristen's, Kristen's <laughs> deep in thought right now. She's I was like, like, I see the wheels turning. I'm like, okay, we're doing this. Yeah. Because <laughs> I already work from home. So I'm like, where else could I tap into this when I go oh. on maternity <laughs> Yes. Oh, my God. I feel like so, we have a thousand follow-up conversations from this. <laughs> you'll be on my speed dial. It's fine. Um, so when it comes to money and it comes to handling money and saving uh-huh. and spending, what are the most common money mistakes that you're seeing people make? Yeah. Okay. So the biggest one is actually has nothing to do with your spending or your actual, like the dollar figure or the numbers. And that is just not being clear on your vision for your life and your goals. And what I mean by that is not the, like what society tells you. So it's not always about like buying a house and getting married, having the kids, doing all the things. It's like your vision for your life. What does that look like? And then working backwards and making sure that your money is helping you bring that to life. Um, so that's one of the biggest ones. And then from that, so many people, um, most people operate from a idea of spend first and then save whatever is left over. And there's never anything left over. (laughs) You're like, well, I'm just going to spend all the money on all the things. So when that money comes in, putting it and you can, what I love as a strategy is literally opening a different bank account for every single one of your goals. Like a lot of banks now, especially the online banks now don't charge you for that. So you can have one for your vacation fund, your house fund, your girl's trip fund, whatever those are. And when that money comes in, you automatically just pull it into those buckets. And then whatever is left is what you use for your expenses. And all people are like, oh, there won't be any money left for expenses. There will. And then you get super scrappy with those expenses. So, but if you operate from a like, oh, I'm just going to spend it on all the things and then see what's left over. It's the money's never there. And then you're never getting closer to those actual goals that are important to you um, at the end of the day. And then the third one I would say is not negotiating. I think on everything, especially as women, we get super afraid of being perceived as greedy or whatever, whatever it might be the story that we're facing in our own minds. Um, but negotiating, and I mean, on everything, so not necessarily just your job or your mortgage rate, for example, but negotiating your cable bill and your credit card interest and having those conversations and, and, and building that muscle. Like that's what it is. The more you do it, you're like, Oh my God, that was, that was easy. And that was fun. And that was $200 more a month that I just saved myself. So that's $200 worth of Amazon purchases. for you. So, yeah. yeah. I think a lot of people, at least this is myself and I've learned it mm-hmm. as I've gotten older and been on my yeah. own. Um, but if you don't ask, especially like the television, television and phone, that's a great example. Yeah. If you don't ask, then mm-hmm honestly, they're never going to give you anything, you know, like you really have to push it and you have to be pushy. So for people who aren't pushy, it can be difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And I think just being, um, you know, no one likes to be labeled aggressive, but being assertive is a great thing. That's super empowering. So, um, it's your money, like you earned it, you worked hard for it. So, and it's not always about getting, you know, a lower price, it's maybe about just getting more for your money. So for example, if you like, I've used American Express for years, and I will happily pay that annual fee, because I know what I'm getting for it. And so and I'm on the phone with them several times a year being like how making sure my points are working well and making sure that I know about every single feature on that card and all credit cards have those features, but you need to know if you are um, paying a annual fee on that card, then you need to know what 
those bowels and muscles are so that you can take advantage of them. Yeah. You and my husband would be best friends. Like, <laughs> like I'm not kidding you. Uh, yeah. Awesome. He'll, he'll listen to this podcast, guys. He's going to listen to yeah. this one. Oh, so am I. My husband asked a question because he's in financial like planning and retirement yeah. planning. And so yeah. he was like, I just want to hear her thoughts on compound interest and the oh. secrets of money management. <laughs> I'll make sure to ask that, babe. That's adorable. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> That's how the rich get richer. <laughs> it is true. It is true. It is how the rich get wealth. And it's true. It's like the people you see who have like built real wealth, like it's not necessarily because they're making millions of dollars. It's because they understand how compound interest works at the end of the day. So essentially what that is, is you take that number and you increase it over and over again by a percentage. So like 10% annual growth, as opposed to like a fixed number where you would just like add 10%, it compounds. So whatever that number is over one year, then kind of multiplies year after year. And it really is the difference. Like if you're looking at over the next 30 years, like it could be the difference of $500,000 in your retirement account. So the magic of doing that and just starting with something as soon as you can, I think people are always like, ah, I don't even know where to start or I'll start later or it's too late. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you just need to start today and, and, and make that money work for you so that you can continue to watch it grow. And I know it's weird right now because the markets are right. super scary and people are freaking out, but you have to look at it from like a long-term perspective. Um, and knowing like, in every downturn in the history of time, things go back up again. And so you're looking at, at, at a 30 year out timeline. And so if, even if it's an 8% average return on that, that is like, if you started today, you're looking at $700,000, $600,000 with like putting in $3,000 a month, which is then, you know, a write-off for your taxes too. So yeah. just, just making sure that you're doing that and putting that magic to work for you. See, I don't even know where to start. Like, where would you to like start compound interest? Like, what it what yeah. would you be putting money in? Because my P.S. Yeah. My husband does all of this. Like, he yeah. I am totally the one not. So, like, where would I even start yeah. if I said, "Hey, I want to start compound interest of whatever"? How would I even <laughs> start? Compound interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've, we've now made it. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so that's where if you're looking to start, it's like your 401k or your Roth IRA, right? So those are um, the accounts that you just want to make sure that that compound interest is working for you. So if you're putting money consistently in those accounts, which if you have an employer, you want to check if you can do that through your employer or looking at ours, for example, are in um, a Schwab account. Um, so you can do that or a really great, great resource to just like get started and just see how it all works is acorns. And the way acorns works, it's such a cool concept is it will take your purchases and round them up. So let's say you bought your coffee and it was like $4 and 25 cents. It'll round it up to $5 and invest that 75 cents for you. So you're continuing, you're just investing your spare change. And then it has the technology it's called rebalancing your portfolio. So um, you're not paying a ton of fees on that. It's like tech, managed by technology that's going to reallocate those investments depending on what's going on in the market. So if you're like, I don't even know what that meant, just know that it's taking care of it. For, it's taking care of it for you. Um, and then you can just kind of watch and see. I think that's the cool, like once you can see what compound interest is doing for you, then you're like, hell yes. Like <laughs> I'm going to continue, I'm going to continue to make that work for me. And I'm going to, so the, the key with compound interest is you can't just be like, oh, I'm going to invest $500 and like 
yes, you will watch it grow, but the way you really make it grow is you have to keep feeding it. So you put like hundred dollars consistently every single month and then try that for a year. And you're going to have to do it longer because riding the waves of what's going to happen in the next few months could get a little bit weird. But knowing that you have that money going for you and investing in long term, just Google compound interest calculator. Mm. This is so cool. And then you can put in like, okay, I'm going to start with $50 and I'm going to add $50 for the next 30 years and see what number that gives you. Yeah. Like it's going to blow your mind. Yeah. That calculator's on my husband's computer all the time. I'm, I'm not joking. <laughs> like he's constantly doing this. So I, again, I'm such a novice when it comes to this. I really yeah. trust him. So what are yeah. some other steps besides what we just talked about? What are some other steps we should be doing every year to plan for retirement? Yeah. So every year you want to really dig, really, you should be doing this monthly. Just look at where your money is going. And I want to say like digging into your expenses every single month, but not really. Like the biggest thing is just, if you know every single month, what you need to put into your goals to get to where you want to be, whether you're, and you're going to have short-term goals and long-term goals, right? So you're going to have short-term goals of like buying a house or investing in your kid's education, and then you're going to have long-term goals like for retirement. So if your goal is to retire at 60, and I think interesting, like, I don't know, retirement, I think is becoming something so like people are going to retire for sure. But I'm like, I don't really want to retire from my job. Like we're all in, it's just different than it used to be. But what you want to do is look at like long-term down the line, how much money you need to be living the life you want to live as a 60 year old, regardless of if you want to work or not. So if that for you is like $2 million, then just use those calculators online and work backwards and see what you need to be putting in every single month to hit that goal. So let's say you have $6,000 coming into your, um, as income every month and you want to invest a thousand dollars. I'm just like pulling numbers out of wherever. <laughs> so if you can hit that goal, then just make sure the rest of your expenses are taken care of and you're good, you're good to go. So doing that once a year and just making sure that your money is funding those goals is super important. And then just making sure that your spending is sort of in align with your values. So just going through and almost like editing and editing it and recondoing your spending up, right? Just making sure that like every single purchase is really like filling you up and bringing you joy and not just like filling your, I feel like one of the things of being at home right now, I'm like, what is this stuff? And like, who even needs pants anymore? Why do I have all these pants? <laughs> what is this stuff? And so I think coming on the other side of this, we're all going to have not like a minimalist attitude, but just really understand what we really need and what's really important in our lives. So going through that spending and not cutting everything out, but just making sure it's in alignment with what's really important to you. I think that's a cool way to put it because when, when this all started, we took the approach of like heavy quarantine. And so we weren't going to Starbucks. We weren't eating out. And I told my husband like two weeks in, I was like, you know, we eat out most, we like DoorDash something on Fridays and Saturdays Yeah, because we're not doing that. And I'm not going to Starbucks and you're not going to work and like buying a bar at the, you know, yep. place in your office. Yeah, Let's take that and start putting it in Quinn's savings. Amazing. You know? And it's been crazy. Just like I make my own lattes at home and sure they're not Starbucks, but like that saved me four bucks today or, you know, like yeah. things like that. And it's been so interesting to see how mm -hmm. literally COVID and being quarantined has <laughs> changed spending in good and bad because yes. then it is like, I'm going to Amazon more because <laughs> I need stuff to entertain my child, but I'm going to yeah. Starbucks less. So, you know, it's, yeah, it's definitely been an interesting shift in spending yeah. and where, yeah. you know, like you said, like 
are these spent these purchases that we're used to making every day yeah really going towards our goals like yeah. and are do we I kind need of a Starbucks every yeah. single morning no yeah. but on a Saturday morning when it's a family outing like that's really fun for us you know so like mm-hmm. it's been a cool thing in COVID to kind of like <laughs> see Get where to purchase. yeah absolutely mm-hmm. so I love that you brought that up because mm-hmm. Sometimes Starbucks does really bring you the joy you need. And sometimes it's just totally a crutch because you're bored. You know? Totally. A hundred percent. And I think that is the beauty of what we're seeing right now, right? It's like, we're going to savor and never take for granted those things that we would just, you know, willy nilly spend their money on that. We're like, oh my God, it's my weekly Starbucks. Like it will never taste better than, than it has on the other side of this, for sure. That's so funny, guys, because again, Starbucks was kind of my thing for a while, but I now mm-hmm. make a better latte than Starbucks. Not yes. going to lie. And that's the other thing, right? That yeah. we've all mastered the at-home. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> we all have our fantastic. foamer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. It's fantastic. <laughs> so what – you kind of name-dropped a few, but what are some of your favorite apps that help you invest mm-hmm. and that can help us save? Yeah, for sure. So Acorns is definitely my favorite for um, investing. It's super simple um, to use. I also love um, for banking and two great online banks and they have sort of like the built-in budgeting tools are Chime is one and then Simple is another. Both of them also offer that roundup feature where you can round up your purchases, but it'll go into like a high interest savings account or go towards your goals. Um, Or I think, don't quote me on this, I think you might be able to use it. No. I don't know if you can. I was going to say to pay off your debt, but I don't think that's a capability quite yet. Um, but you could always round that up to a savings account and then take that savings and use it towards any debt you are working on um, on paying off. But what's cool about both of those um, banks is that they have, like you set up your savings goals and it will automatically set up those transfers for you. And they also have like a safe to spend feature. So if you're like, oh my God, like, I want to spend $200 on whatever it is. And you're not sure like what's coming up in terms of your expenses. Those banks will be like, e, yeah, like not safe to spend. You have these expenses coming up or nope, you're good to go. Like, looks like you've got more than enough to cover this. So if that's what, if that's what you want to do, go for it. So I love that sort of built in like mental check where you can um, use your bank to actually help you reach your financial goals. And they have no fees. It's all online, but then you can also make sure that you have access to a network ATM that you can take cash out if you actually do need that cash. Um, but what's cool about like technology, even since when I started smart cookies, like so many cool tech finance companies have popped up that are just so great and really like female focused too like understanding how uh, women reach their financial goals and how they want to invest and grow their own wealth and, um, you know, be financially independent. So it's, it's really cool to have those resources and be able to use them to reach your financial goals. What can at smart cookies um, on your website, what can people find there? What resources are there for them? For sure. So I have a guide that's super helpful right now, which walks you through how to save yourself a thousand dollars in, I have, it says 30 days, but really you can walk yourself through it in five days and do that. So, um, scripts on how to negotiate your credit card interest, um, negotiate your insurance. This is super important to know right now too. If you are not driving a lot right now, which a lot of people aren't, you can save a lot on your insurance. So in your car insurance. So you need to be calling your insurance company to make sure you're getting those savings. Um, but walking you through all those ideas and there's a checklist, you can go through them and then 
and track how much you're saving on there. Um, and then also an exercise called the spending edit, which I feel like you guys would love. It really is the exercise of like Marie Kondoing <laughs> your spending. So you go through and I have like five questions I always ask myself before I spend money on anything and they're all in that guide. So you'll be able to see them on smartcookies.com. Um, it's all right there. Oh my gosh. Cool. So many good resources. <laughs> All of a sudden, um, I'm just, my husband's going to be like, why are you become so thrifty? I'm like, I'm saving money. <laughs> love it. I love it. I feel like you guys are honorary smart cookies. Oh, well, you <laughs> we're know, learning every day. We are. Yes. Thanks, my husband, honestly. <laughs> Again, and we're here to put some power back in our hands because I think yeah. you know a lot uh-huh. of it's the same. Like, yeah, Adam's in financial planning, so I just kind of let him handle it, mm-hmm. and so yeah. it's empowering to be like, "Hey, what are we doing about this?" and being able to ask the right questions and things like that too. Yeah, yeah and okay. that's such a good point, and I think it's great if one partner is just like likes to be on top of the spreadsheets and all the things. That's totally cool. But as women, we a hundred percent need to know like what is happening there, where are the investments, like knowing all the passwords and all the things. Um, and just knowing that we were on Oprah with another woman who, um, like do a total dubbing down their story, but she was in her sixties and her husband left her and she literally had no clue where anything was. And she Mm -hmm. was in like financial ruin. So not to say that that will happen, but it's just really important to be part of the discussion and be part of the, and like you say, like, your partners want to be part of that with you. Right. And so just jumping in and not feeling oftentimes we make it out to be something that is going to be like so scary and so traumatizing. We're going to break out in hives and it's going to be terrible. And when really in reality, it's kind of something that becomes fun and empowering, um, to do and to be part of that going forward for sure. We haven't gotten to like the fun part of it yet, but (laughs) (laughs) I will say we definitely are getting to the part where like I, I'm getting more involved and like, he's so good. He does like all the passwords. He wants me to know everything because yeah. with what yeah. he does, like it, it, if something were to happen to him, yeah, I'd have to be in charge. So today yeah. I was really excited to talk to you because I want to take more of that power back, you know, yeah. and mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm, I'm feeling it guys. <laughs> and we don't want to get ourselves Teresa to DJ'd and have our husband and like we're filing bankruptcy because our husband's hiding all this money. Exactly. You know, we don't. We don't. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, before we leave, let's ask you, what is one favorite, like, money-saving tip, podcast, book? What's something you love and would recommend to our listeners? Yeah. So um, right off the top. Oh, you know what book I love, actually? It's for business owners, but for personal finance, it's amazing. It's called Profit First. Um, And it really is the idea of like funding your goals first. So he talks about and taking like a percentage off of that. So and if you are a business owner, it's a super helpful book. And even like putting that um, that system in place with your own personal finances is really super um, helpful. And then yeah, what other book off the top of my head. Um, I obviously, so smart cookies guide to making more dough is, um, our first book and then smart cookies guide to couples and money, um, too. And both those books, um, are just aimed to be really fun and empowering and just give you the tools to kind of cut through the jargon and, um, and figure out how to create your own, your own plan that works for you and your, and your family too, if you're in that position. Sweet. Well, tell all of our listeners where they can find you all on social and we'll obviously have everything linked to all your books on our website too, so that they can find you there. But 
give yourself a little shout out. Sure. So smartcookies.com is um, the website where you can find all the goodies. And then on Instagram, you're going to look for Sandra Graham. And Graham has a fancy E at the end of it. People are like, is it Graham A? No, it's not. It's not Graham A. So look for Sandra.Graham on Instagram. And that's where I hang out on on social media these days. So it'd be awesome to connect there. So come say hi. Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on. I feel inspired, and I know all Yay. of our listeners will too. So thank you for taking the awesome. time. Awesome. Of course. Thank you, girls. 